Hello, everyone, and welcome back to your favorite newly bi-weekly podcast, which is Fingers Crossed. If you don't know and you missed the announcement and you were wondering where the heck we were last week, we were off in the world living our lives and not uploading the podcast because we have switched to bi-weekly episodes. So you'll now get this every other week, and we're so happy to be with you on this day, on this week, on this Tuesday. If you don't know us, my name is Christy. And I'm Sierra. Hello, we are the co-hosts of Fingers Crossed. And if you're returning, thanks for coming back. If you're new, hi. Yeah, as we talked about in the last announcement, we, like, I started a full-time job and we used to record on Fridays. Obviously, that's not going to work anymore now that I'm working full-time. So we just, yeah, switched to something a little more doable for our schedule to help prevent burnout, as we talked about last week. Um, And we hope that you guys are doing better to find some rest and feeling a little less burnt out and finding some more balance in your lives because we are definitely working towards doing that too because it's definitely very real. But today we are talking about something different. We are popping over to the dating game for a little bit and talking about all things flags and though not about the different countries, which I got at trivia, but not in time. And it was the answer was Jamaica. It was what what flag of an island does not contain any red, white, or blue? And it what was funny. Say? Well, we all was like green, yellow, red, or black. Green, right? yellow, black. Yeah. And we were all sitting at the trivia table, and uh, I don't know where my brain was at, but I had been sitting there for like five minutes, and everyone's debating, 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 like this, that. I think I was at the bathroom, and then I came back, and all of a sudden, the question registered with me after our person had taken our answer up. And did the you question, do it like the opposite? Red, no, white, I, and blue. No, I don't know what they submitted. I think they submitted just some random country. Um, but anyway, I as as the guy was about to do, I'm like, oh, it's Jamaica. Like it just came to me, but it was after we'd submitted our answer, so I couldn't change it. Anyway, the fault um, of trivia. I yeah, know like it came to me literally after we'd submitted it. And I was like, oh, it's obviously Jamaica. It's green, black, and red. Or sorry, green, black, and yellow. White. Yellow. I, I <laughs> this is not going well for me. I don't know why. I'm just saying flags. We're not talking about the Jamaican flag. We're talking about red. And green flags in regards to dating, you know, what to look for, what not to look for, what me personally have, me have done, no, God, this is not going well, what red flags I have overlooked a lot because I've grown a lot. And uh, yeah, but before we do any of that, um, shall we catch up a little bit, Miss? I mean, especially because it's been two weeks now. We have even more catching up to do. Yes, more catching up to do, stuff, stuff that's going on. I've... Had a lot new th- and a lot of new things happen with the job and uh, developments and up days and down days. So yeah, lots lots to chat about. How's it going? How are you doing at this stage in this day? How are you feeling going into Monday tomorrow? Your third week. I feel like it takes three weeks to like feel settled in anything. Sometimes yeah. four, but like I think the third week. I mean, no, you just had your third week, didn't you? I just had my third week, but oh, I okay, only but I only really had one week of actually doing the job because my first like week and a half I was just doing onboarding and kind of like like training stuff and and trying to take over some little responsibilities and attending a lot of meetings and getting to know the clients but like Mm -hmm. I actually have been doing the work of the job and the responsibilities for one week now and uh it has been going much better each day I get more confident and it it's Good. definitely a really hard time for me to start because one of the clients we're working with started embarked on this new project, this new like series they're doing, which is different than anything they've ever done. Mm-hmm. And so there's no ropes, there's no template like for it, which is a lot of the work I do is kind of templated stuff like in certain mm-hmm. styles. So 
I just kind of got thrown into a really, really like difficult time. Also with another one of my clients, they're completely reformatting their programming. And with another one of my clients, they're just now starting to get like schedules up that had nothing had ever been scheduled before. So essentially I'm being thrown in as a new person at a really transitional time, which I think makes things a lot harder because it's not like every single processes was already set in place. Like there's a lot of kind of moving parts and things that are trying to get organized. But the plus side of that is now I have input on how these things are set up, you know, because I am like new when these things are changing, I can like, you know, put in my, oh, I think this should be going this way. Or I, I could see this being really helpful, you know, like before things are formally like set in stone. So definitely pluses and minuses to that. But, um, I had one really bad meltdown day, not last Friday, three days ago, but like the Friday before Mm -hmm. horrible meltdown day. I cried 12 times. I was so stressed. I like was PMSing so hard. I could not control my emotions. I kept crying about work and the stress. Also crying about the ending of Spider-Man. Like I just kept, it's just like one of those days where everything is just not going well and just like completely exploding. Um, A whole hurricane of emotions. Emotions and then just feeling like I would kept getting assignments or like people asking me for stuff at my job that I did not know how to do. So then Mm. I was having to like reference all of my training notes and like doing all this stuff and everything. Everything, of course, is timely. So, um, but this week has gone so much better, and I feel really great going into next week. Um, starting to get ahead, starting to get you know really in the role of things, and um, I am just so grateful to have the job. I I just really am grateful mm-hmm. to have it. And um, also, uh, my overtime is paid. Uh, I've had nice. to do overtime quite a few times already, just due to the amount of stuff I'm doing, and. Uh, a lot of jobs, but especially when you're on like payroll, like you don't get paid for your overtime. It's kind of just included in the job. And Mm -hmm. this is not the case. So I'm, that's really, really nice. Makes me feel, um, better about taking the extra time to get everything done. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much my big life update. How would Um, you, how would you describe each week in one word, like how you felt or the challenge it presented or like the first three weeks how would you characterize each one separately? Um, okay, so my first week, I would say, can I say two words? Yes. Or just one? It okay. Can be a phrase. It can be my a phrase. first week, I would say, uh, grateful but confused. <laughs> I think my second. That's like my, my motto in life, I think. <laughs> yeah. Grateful but confused. Stumbling through this life. Uh, my second week, I would say, overwhelmed and underprepared Mm, there you go i think my third week um would be growing and organizing oh i like that there's some progression there there's some improvements already definitely improvements love to see that good i feel like it's also really cool to be able to just share the raw experience of how it really is when you're starting a job and even though it's something that you're really excited and grateful for and had looked forward to for so long that like there are the realities of like being asked to do things that you don't feel comfortable doing yet and feeling overwhelmed and just learning so much at once and just trying to adjust you know like in any new thing it's going to be 
a challenge and it's going to be sometimes you're going to hit walls and breaking points where you're like, I can't do this, even though it just takes practice. And I think it's great to be able to share that because I feel like so many people that listen to this podcast, especially I'm just thinking of in particular, I was looking at our DMs before this and we got one DM in particular from someone who was like, I just wanted to share this news that like, I feel like you guys would really, you know, want to hear it because you talk about it so much, but I finally just got my dream job and I'm so excited and just all that. And I just feel like we're all on these journeys together, you know, like just trying to figure it out and on these new chapters too, where you're starting this job and you're just trying to, you know, make it and do well and not be completely stressed and overwhelmed in the process. So I think it's great to be able to like share that actual journey of what it's like getting used to it and getting the hang of it and like trying to build that confidence with yourself along the way because it's a process for sure. And I kind of felt that too this week, not in the same way, but I I went to the Netherlands for like a conference kind of thing. It wasn't like a formal conference. It was like my organization invited a bunch of our partner organizations, like other NGOs or groups that we work with in different countries. And we all like met together and did some kind of like organizational training and just like meeting each other and everything. And I felt so much like imposter syndrome in the Mm -hmm. sense of like this is such a new aspect of it for me because I just work with like a very small team in New York and being in one place with all of these people from all over the world that are all interested in doing the same work and like working together and learning how to collaborate and learn from one another it was just such a like cool experience but also for me personally I was like the most junior person there and I felt so overwhelmed and like definitely like I don't even think I belong here like I don't have anything useful to offer these people that were like trying to you know collaborate with and I don't know it was just like a a very overwhelming at times but also like a really great learning experience it was a good moment for me to kind of like check in and be like wow I'm so glad that I'm here and have the opportunity to do this Mm -hmm. but I feel like a fish out of water and it's like still scary even though I've been in this job for like six months now but still like you're gonna have those moments that come up now I'm going on a tangent but I'm just thinking like the whole arc of just like life and its chapters and the new challenges that come up and it's like even if you do, you know, you get used to that first hump of, okay, the job isn't quite so new anymore. I know what I'm doing. I'm feeling more confident, but then there's always going to be moments and other things that come up too, where you're just like, okay, this is a new thing thrown at me and like another way to grow, but also scary. So it's good to like share that journey with you guys is what I'm saying. No, I completely, no, I completely understand. And like, I just remember how down in the dumps I felt for so long that it had taken me three months and I was still unemployed and I was so incredibly frustrated. So I just Mm -hmm. like want to relate that like, it doesn't happen overnight. And, Mm -hmm. you know, this is not going to be my forever job, but I'm already starting to see what it could lead to and like what paths it could take or what my next promotion could be or my next step up could be. And it's really exciting, especially as somebody who, and this is like an insecurity of mine who like, I got my degree, my bachelor degree is in theater. Mm -hmm. And, you know, while I don't at all believe that what your degree is dictates your entire life path or that it doesn't make you a smart or capable person in any department, like I have, since I, you know, didn't really want to pursue acting as a full-time career, I've always kind of felt self-conscious about it, that like I'm going to get discriminated against because of it, or no one's going to want to give me a chance because of Mm it. And it's made me feel like maybe your degree isn't something that, you know, like you're not doing anymore it's not super related but I or you don't have a degree at all like again not everyone does and that's totally fine I think I just feeling like I am getting somewhere despite that and that like Mm -hmm. you know it's okay it's okay to have a a different path it's okay to like you know 
still I honestly feel like we could do an entire episode about how your degree like doesn't not that it doesn't mean anything but like how different your life can go from what you studied in college like the your degree is not your defining path of your career or your life at all like I I was thinking about that too because that came up at this conference um we were gonna have a session on like dealing with um like working with trauma affected people in conflict situations and the psychologist didn't come. So one of the people was like, okay, we're going to shift this. And it was just like one of our data scientists. Like I had no idea that this was her thing. She's like, yeah, in, in university, like I studied psychology and I can like help talk about these few points. And it's just so interesting because it's yeah. so different than what she's, but it like came up in something that we could use in a conversation that we were trying to have. We didn't like go into the actual trauma. This is, a, I don't need to get into the weeds of it, but I'm just saying it was like mm-hmm. a moment for me of seeing someone who does something so specific, but me learning like, oh, they studied this completely different thing. And like now they're still using it in such a random capacity, but like not their path kind of you know what I mean? Yeah, it's no, just, you completely. hear those stories and it's like, what? Like you here? Really? But- yeah, no, it's my dad was a music major and now he works in like electrical engineering and sound mm-hmm. and video design. And it just, I mean, so there's like still kind of a connection there, but yeah, it's not like yeah, there definitely is. his first job um, right out of college was he was working in like a a sound recording booth for like music artists in LA, like doing like recording sessions mm. for like CDs and demos and stuff cool. like that. And that kind of transitioned into the, like the tech, the tech side of it. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it's like, you know, it's impo- It's so crazy that like, I decided my major when I was 18 years old, like that yeah. is so young. And like, how can you possibly, you can just make the best choice you possibly can for what you love and what you want to do in that moment, you know, and, and it's right. impossible to like, to think about being judged by an employer 10 years on down the road that was like, oh, you got your degree in this. It's like, I was a child. Mm. I literally was a child making the best decision I could that I thought would make me happy. And it did make me happy. Like I loved my college experience and I wouldn't trade it for anything. Like I truly loved it and I loved what I studied. And, but it's still, it's something that like is an insecurity of mine, you know, that like I, on my resume, someone might not take me seriously or might pass me up versus somebody else with like an I don't know a degree in but marketing thing, or like, econ or something I'm wondering like how relevant that actually is like it I could not anyone... be it totally could not yeah. be I would love to speak to like a recruiter or a, that would be a fantastic guest if we could get one but yeah. like a recruiter or like a, a hiring manager or somebody who works for one of those like headhunting kind of uh places to like mm-hmm. how much like, like how to the, remarket yourself too when you're looking for a job that's yeah. outside of your path or what you did before or something like that, that but also like is it the fact that you have a degree in the first place that they're looking at if they do care about that or is it like what the degree is in i would love to know because maybe my entire insecurity is like not really like that relevant like you know what i mean like mm-hmm. it, it's not as big of a deal as i think it is um yeah so. it also probably depends on what you're doing in the field and everything and like what specific skills that you need from school versus like what you could have gotten in a previous job for something you know yeah totally. I don't know but very anyway, interesting that's topic. tangent as well um we do love yeah. our tangents around here we do we do just I mean there's lots, lots to catch up about and uh but I'm glad things are looking up and again like there's going to be challenges especially in the beginning of a new job but as long as you're able to like you know deep breaths along the way know that you can do it and just like push through it you're going to get to the spot of okay I can do this job and I'm good at it, and it'll be okay, <laughs> even though you might have breakdown days along the way, because I've definitely I, As someone who is working full-time from home in a one-bedroom apartment, 
living with, with my someone. fiance who yes. is also working from home. I would just like to give a shout out to Jason's patience because I have never been one to bottle things up. I tend to just sort of spew when I have overwhelm and stress and stuff. And mm. uh, considering we're both working from home and he's been just so patient and like helpful and trying to help me out when I'm stressed and overwhelmed and like, you know, struggling with this job or like the the duties or the workflow um, he's just been really great. So you know what that sounds like? That sounds like a motherfucking sounds like green a green flag. flag. <laughs> what a seamless transition! I didn't even do that on purpose. Amen. Yes, I'm so excited to have this conversation. I feel like we. I think these are just so interesting. Sorry, my voice is cracking. I also didn't address this, I guess, but I was like low key kind of sick last week. Hold on, I have to cough. Speaking of, anyway, I. Oh man, you guys, this has been such a like. This is like haunting me. I had this. I, I wouldn't even call it a cold in the first place but the week before I was supposed to travel I kind of had a slightly sore throat and got a little congested one day and I was like oh that's not good like I'll just see how it goes in the next couple days if it gets worse or better and then if it gets worse then I won't travel or whatever I'll take a COVID test blah 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 um and I took two COVID tests one at home one PCR both negative and then I felt much better I was like just a little sniffly on the day that I was supposed to fly and I was like okay this is just a couple days head cold it's over it's fine And then when I landed, I had a red eye flight, barely slept at all, landed in the Netherlands and felt absolutely awful. I FaceTimed Sierra that day and she's like, oh man, you're rough. (laughs) It was not a good day for me. Um, But after I slept, I felt a lot better, but I was still just like kind of back and forth. But basically what I'm saying is it was never COVID. I took multiple tests and like I was fine. Um, And I really wasn't like ill, ill. Like I just, it was like an annoying sickness where it's just irritating enough to like not hold you back and be bedridden and like feel okay to just watch Netflix all day. Like I still had to do things, but like I didn't want to get other people sick, but I wasn't that sick. So it was just annoying basically yeah. is what I'm saying. But now I have a lingering cough and my voice doesn't sound great. So if you're hearing that, I apologize. And if it's irritating, I'm sorry. It's probably irritating me more than it is you. So um, my voice is a little bit weak at the moment. So I just wanted to give that preface. But yeah, that was an update on my trip was that I was kind of sick for part of it. And I was worried that if it got worse that I wouldn't be able to actually like go anywhere in person and I would just be in Europe in a hotel room, <laughs> like I know. joining things virtually. Like how disappointing would that be? But I was able to join the conference and everything was fine. And I it wore was just it was so working. sad on your when I FaceTimed you that first day and you were like, Yeah, I'm literally five minutes away from the office here in Europe. And I am and I'm virtually I'm virtually joining this as if I am home in New York yeah. and I literally flew across the world to get here. But it's it's fine. Everything worked out in the end, and it definitely was worth the trip because I def- I got to meet a lot of people and hang out in person after I was feeling much better. So rest at the, was the number one lesson that I learned is that you know if you're a, a little bit down from maybe a kind of cold you kind of thought you beat. Uh, your immune system might not take well to a red eye with no sleep. So, yeah, it was just a rough travel time for me, but it was fine. Um, I really can't complain, and I didn't end up being sick, and I was just glad it wasn't COVID or anything. So, yeah, definitely. we're good. I'm glad just you're doing better. My voice is, yeah, and a lingering cough a little bit, which is not ideal. But how's your oh suitcase? Well. How did it do? Suitcase was completely fine. Suitcase fared well. Suitcase is alive and kicking. I'm looking at it right now. I'm very proud of it. I still need to take it in and get the other zipper fixed. But like I said, it really does function. Um, I think I just overestimated the damage when I first broke it. But like, 
it, it's fine. It's just one zipper instead of two. So, you know, we're good. It was actually a record, you guys. I, for the first time, I mean, it was like a four-day trip total, so it wasn't that long. But my suitcase was 37 pounds, and I'm always pushing 50 or overweight. Wow, that is a record for you. I I was like so efficient in my packing this time. I legitimately planned out my outfits in advance, packed only those and like one extra in like a couple pajama sets. And then I was like, that's that's all I need. I was very proud. It was 37 pounds. Dang. I know. I know. She was a, a little one. Okay, now let's get into it because it's already been 20 minutes and you've been updated on our lives. That's what we're up to. That's what's going on. And we have a lot of flags to get through. Green, red, uh, fuchsia. Jamaica. Some 50 sh- Jamaica. 50 shades of red flags. Um, yeah. I do want to start with, actually, why do, I don't feel like I need to start with this because I'm sure it'll come up in uh, a story that we tell or something. But I think to set the tone for this conversation, I want to share a quote that I think helps a lot with this conversation. And it's when you look at the world through rose colored glasses, all the red flags just look like flags. And I just feel like that's such a Mm -hmm. defining moment, especially like when you're young and, you know, just trying to like be uh, seek approval or like, you know, be whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're just so willing to look past things and you just want to see the world in rose colored glasses and see all the good in people and not think that like one little thing they say is indicative of a bigger problem down the road or whatnot. But I feel like it's you're so literally describing to... my like love life in college. I, know I mean, you, you told me this quote once in college and I just got mad at you. Oh, did I? Oh, I don't remember that actually. That's or maybe so it wasn't college. Maybe it was a couple years after Later when on. I was a little more self-aware, but um, <laughs> slightly. <laughs> slightly more. Um, but no, I remember you saying but that. But you still got irritated at it. <laughs> well, just because I knew you were right. Anytime I get irritated at someone giving me advice, it's because I know they're right and i don't want to hear it there you go rose color glasses but yes i feel like that's so important to also like have these conversations because yeah sure we've all you know had our own experiences and learned to varying degrees and you know i feel like some people deal with a lot more red flags or you know actually potentially manipulative people than others but also, I think it's just important to like have these conversations where we learn from each other or just like have different perspectives about what one person saw as a red flag that showed them some a character trait of someone later on that maybe you wouldn't even recognize or think to link with something, but mm-hmm. it'll just make you stop and think like when you're out and meeting people and you hear this or like meet a guy and he brings this up on a date or something and normally you would just like brush it off or you wouldn't think anything of it but hearing just other people's perspectives of their own experiences with it and how it was a red flag for them can maybe make you think twice or just like save you time or Mm -hmm. stress or you know what I mean like I think it's just good to like learn from each other and I think it's just entertaining as hell because I think it's interesting to hear what everyone's like individual red flags are you know like it's Mm -hmm. such a personal but also universal thing where it's like yeah we all date different people but there's a lot of patterns too that you can recognize um that you can learn from other people and so absolutely and the green I, ones too. green flags yeah the good. green ones are fun too but i feel like the the red ones are easier to look back on just because they are so i think they get brighter with time you know what i mean like they right. get like it's brighter right like, now but literally. back then you're like this is nothing <laughs> this is nothing this is fine everyone's entitled to their actions and feelings which they yeah. are but it doesn't mean they're the right person for you okay here's the thing i do want to get the obvious ones out in the open first because i feel like everyone's going to say the same like three which are, in my opinion i would guess everyone would say like the number one like being rude to wait staff or other people you encounter on 
dates or just mm-hmm. in life, like even if it's someone in your friend group who you might be interested in, if you notice that they're like only nice to, you know, girls or people they're attracted to or something like that, right. or they ignore people or su- even some subtle things. They don't have to be like rude to wait staff necessarily, but just the way they treat other people or like how they talk about their mom or like things like that. Oh, I feel like I've that's got a one. Glaring red flag. Oh, here was sure. I was uh and I ignored this one because I was an idiot. Oh god, there's so many. Oh, this conversation makes me mad at myself. It's okay, it's okay. We're learning, we're growing, we're all there. We're giving our past selves grace with this we one. Are, okay. Are, are. Um I went on a, a date with this guy and um there were a lot of things that were flaggy, but I remember he had a dog and he we took the dog for a walk around the block and uh he the dog pooped and he just left it there in somebody's yard and i was like that is like that's like inconsiderate 101 like if you have a dog in yard yeah like you pick it up like it doesn't it's just you bring bags you pick yeah. it up you throw it away like that's just having a dog is what you do and i remember um it was such an awkward moment because did you the say dogs- something well, I all like act like here's the thing. I he had a big thing in his hand, like a like a big gulp cup or something like that. Um, and usually <laughs> when you, I'm sorry to like describe picking I think up. It this... was Mountain Dew. <laughs> I don't know. Leave me alone. Um, sorry, sorry. So I'm sorry to just describe in detail the situation of this dog pooping, but it's important <laughs> for the context. So the dog squats down to poop, and so immediately I offer to hold his cup. Because my thought was he's going to need two hands, one to hold the dog and one to pick up the poop. Like, obviously, you need two hands for this activity. So I offered to hold the cup. I'm like, here, let me hold your cup. And then to him, in his eyes, the dog is pooping. And all of a sudden, I offer to hold his cup. And he just hands it to me and he goes, okay. And so I'm holding his cup. And then I'm standing there waiting for him to do something. And he just, the dog finishes. And then the dog just starts to, and he starts to walk. And I'm like, wait, oh. And I'm holding the cup and I realize oh, that he's not picking anything God. up. And I'm like, are you going to get that? And he was like, get what? And oh, it was just no. like, oh, that's so uncomfortable. So then anyway, and I was young and I was like, oh, I don't want to like ruffle his feathers. Mm. So yeah. I just handed him the cup back, the big gulp awkwardly. And we just kept walking in silence. And I remember in my head being like, this guy's not only a kind of a shitty person, but he's also a bad pet owner because that's like not what you're supposed to do oh my god anyway so uncomfortable what how did it go after that did you continue on the relationship or was it like uh there were quite a few other flags i ignored before i did that because i had such a like a people pleasing but not people pleasing like like you know complex approval complex with guys that like i just you know i always like I didn't think that I was I guess good enough to just like be like oh this guy sucks and like walk away like I like I thought that every guy I met yeah that was like you know this is the last guy that will ever find me cool or any which is not true of course it's not true yeah I just like I was messed up like there what else did this guy do oh he would yeah he had this dog and he would like leave it in his dorm because he he was a, a college student um anyway mm-hmm. it's context but he would like leave it in his dorm like all day and like not take mm-hmm. it out and i remember just being like that's just sad and um yeah he also he was in a dorm room and he had a dog yeah like what what it was so just it's just that was allowed yeah i don't know it was th- there were just a lot of other things also like politically we had very different views here's the thing we got into a political conversation on the first date and uh learned that he felt very differently about some things that i feel really really strongly about and that should have been enough 
that should have been, been like a deal breaker. That should have been like, flag, the, yeah. The, yeah, that should have been like, a, okay, you have your views. I have mine. But I was trying to be open-minded. I was trying to be like, okay, well, you know, you have the reasons you feel the way you do. Um, I'm going to see if this doesn't matter. And then literally like thing after thing just kept piling up. And do you know what it took for me to stop seeing him? Do you know what it took? It took him lying to my face and me sitting outside of his house in my car for an hour while he lied to my face that he was on his way and he was on his way. And then I looked on Snap Map, like from Snapchat. So I looked on Snap Maps and he was at a bar like that was like 30 minutes away. And mm. like it was like I had just been sitting there waiting and He's I was just like, like wasting your time, wasting my time. Yeah. And I was like, this is like and then I left and he never even texted me or anything like ever like that night, like to being like, oh, I'm sorry. Or like, oh, shoot, I'm home now. Are you here? like literally just nothing like just this is selfish behavior? One on one. Completely. Sure. Yes. Completely selfish person. Completely. Um, oh, Which I, I feel like is a lot of guys in college just because that's like, you know. This guy was 26, and... though. He went to college later. So oh. he, like, was 26. So yeah. I... I mean, that's not... I'm not trying to do the whole, like, boys will be boys excuse. But I just feel like when you look back at some of the things that you put up with, especially, like, yeah. younger people in general, like, it's just a human nature habit. But especially guys in the way that people are, like, socialized differently, just, like, very focused on themselves and not considering other people's... They're not... You know what I mean? Like, it's just... Come on. Like, think about other people which again not everyone not everyone but i feel like that makes a lot of sense that he was a college student but he was 26 yeah that's no excuse. i don't know anyway so then i have i just have so many red flags good god eddie there's this Wait, other can you can you sorry trace it back can we bring it back to the the core principle so what would you call that one red flag just being like generally oh, yeah, inconsiderate? Like, i would say yeah that was like selfish and inconsiderate i think okay. so like like yeah, pretty inconsiderate to just not like not picking up a dog's poop because I feel like that is, yeah, it just shows like a lack of care for people that aren't like in your circle. Like right. it, it's kind of a, like an on the same line of like being rude to waiters. It's like you just it's not it's just not something you do. Yeah, like, and it it's kind of like the whole um, what's the other one? Oh, this is like a smaller thing, and I feel like this is something where people would be like, really, you would see that as a red flag. I would say that's like a pink flag <laughs> when people just like it, it just reminds me of people who just leave their shopping carts out in the middle of the parking oh lot. my gosh that you know would, I mean? would be a deal breaker these days if I was dating a guy <laughs> that like didn't do that because that pisses me off so much and I'm sorry if you're a shopping cart person but like I really don't I'm like not it. sorry you should put it back it's not you that should hard. put it back I'm sorry you know I'm not sorry <laughs> you stand your ground <laughs> stand your ground about the shopping carts it's like I read this article that people who don't put the shopping carts, it's kind of harsh, but there was this article saying that people who don't put shopping carts back are, it is symbolic of that this person is not a contributor to the to general society. society. That like this person only cares about themselves and they have no interest in like the symbiotic relationship of humanity and that they're essentially wastes of space. But again, like <laughs> so I mean. feel like uh, that's the thing about this conversation about red flags is that they can be seemingly small things at face value, but really just indicate like a deeper yes. issue. You know what I yes. mean? And maybe not always, but like, when they are someone who is just selfish and inconsiderate, they're more likely to do those small things that you'll notice in that way that maybe you won't know in the first three weeks or something that they have this deep narcissistic tendency. Like maybe that would take longer to show, but these little things exactly. will show sooner. So it's good to look out for them, which it's, it's like scary out there. Cause like, you don't know how people can mask things or like, 
You know what I mean? Like people. But are, sometimes little things like that, they through. don't they don't realize. Yeah. what they're doing so they're not trying to hide anything someone again with the dog poop thing who doesn't ever think that that's a problem mm-hmm. is like you know they're not going to try to hide that from you or same with like the shopping cart thing but to me if i was on a date with a guy and he did he just abandoned the shopping cart i would literally end it i'm sorry like that to me is like <laughs> a no and here's an example of a green flag piggybacking off that about jason my darling fiance he is the opposite thing with like the say we're at a grocery store and there is two of something left he would only ever take one of them he doesn't want to like take the last thing you know because it would be Mm -hmm. like even if we could take two he'll only take one so there's one left for the next person or whenever we're at a party or something with a cooler or a refrigerator like say you take a beer out of the refrigerator he'll always take one from the cabinet or whatever and put it in you know like put one in for the one he took yes like do you fill up the brita or not (laughs) he is always a fill up the brita kind of a person like that's a great green flag and like i'm just like i feel like that just shows such a consideration for people outside of yourself that you don't know you know or doing things yeah, like I think the bottom line of that is like what will you do for people that can't do anything for you you know exactly what I mean? exactly it's like not a you know you trying to get something out of someone so you're nice to them but like you're just nice to them for the sake of it or just because it's the right thing to do or like you just want you know them to have a good day too and just the little things I think really pile up um, and that also is like something that I noticed too about the guy that I'm dating now, which big reveal. <laughs> it's not a big reveal. I mean, sorry, it's it's a reveal enough. We haven't talked about it yet. Yeah, so. We haven't really like addressed it on the podcast. But yes, I do have a boyfriend. Um, we've been together for like four months ish almost. Actually, it'll be four months next week. Um, Yay, congratulations. Yay. Anyway, but the reason that I'm with him, I'm not very good at like <laughs> long not even long term solid relationships and usually like I find faults with people very easily or will self-sabotage if you listen back to my um self-sabotaging solo episode I allude to a lot of the things that like I just it it affected my relationships a lot I will say but now I feel like with working on myself like I've been in a better place um to actually like be in a relationship with someone else so my boyfriend on our very first date I this was like the thing that stood out to me the most. And I feel like it's just one thing to like, like when people are just polite, like common courtesy to, you know, other people. But he was like above and beyond like making friends with people that we didn't know. He was just like, hey, man, how's your night going to the waiter and stuff like that, where it was just like, oh, this is just like sweet. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? Where it's just and it felt genuine too. I feel like you can notice, especially in a first date, I feel like people might know that they need to like put on a front or like show that I'm a good person and be extra nice. But like, He's just consistently like that to everyone everywhere and like goes out of his way to like make people feel comfortable and like, you know, just make people feel appreciated, I think, is like mm-hmm. the bottom line. And I feel like that's such a big thing. And that was like one of the first things that I noticed, too. And I think it's I mean, it really is like it's a cliche. That's the red flag everyone points to red or green, you know, for the better or worse, if how they treat other people, especially like people who are helping you while you're out on a date or something mm-hmm. um but it people really is service, like, so yeah, indicative yeah service industry exactly yeah and it was just like from there and it, it just has been consistent too so it's just like such a relief to know that like you're dating someone who like cares about other people you know what i mean like jason with the putting things back thing like it's just you're like yes this is a good person <laughs> Like, mm-hmm. I feel good about those. Yeah. Um, and I, I think it's a really good point you brought up that, like, little things, they're not always little things. Like, they right. can speak huge volumes as to, like, who this person is and how they look at life. Um, 
you know, it, it just things like that. Um, exactly. I remember here's one. So, okay. So the first one was like inconsiderate, selfish, I guess. Um, what, what would you call the term for someone who won't like inconvenience themselves or they can't like suck it up for someone else? Like they won't. I feel like in- that's also a way of being selfish. Yeah. Like you won't Give do something context, you though. don't want to do, even right. though it helps. Okay. So I was seeing this other guy and um, he was also just a literal like freaking crocheted sweater of red flags that i just ignored <laughs> and um like imagine one of those fringe jackets that's just hanging with like with red, flags, red flags like all over it mm-hmm. um he spent the night at my place one night and the next morning i was trying to be like good host like really sweet like um can i make you something for breakfast or whatever and mm-hmm. um he just was like not even that like like if someone offered to make me breakfast in the morning, my first response would be like, "Wow, that sounds amazing! Thank you." Or just some like, kind how of how can like, I help? Yeah, yeah how can I help? Or what can you. we make together? Or like, mm-hmm. can yeah, like whatever. And um, he was just like, "Yeah, okay," was his response first of all. And then I made this like breakfast from scratch, including like cutting raw potatoes and pan frying them, like literally like putting in freaking effort. Mm-hmm. And he did not say thank you at all. Mm. Anyway, so that was not even the one I was going to talk about. So that's just a lack of gratitude. Um, yeah, okay, that'll be a red flag, lack of gratitude, um, especially if somebody goes out of the way to make something for you. Like, that's right. just... Um, and I feel like also, I actually asked Jake about this today, but I was like, oh, yeah, we're going to record this episode about like red and green flags. Um, what are yours? Like, I was curious what he would say. And one that he said, I feel like this is also kind of like a gendered thing, but he would say like on a date, if you know, you buy your drinks for someone, you know, whether you're a guy or a girl, whoever you're dating, but whoever's paying and they don't say thank you or they just like Mm. seem entitled to it, you know, or they don't offer. Like, I feel like there's a whole debate about like who should pay on the first date kind of thing. But regardless of who ends up paying or who you think should, quote unquote, like you should always be grateful if someone does like buy you something. Always. You you know? Yes. And yeah, always say thank you. Even if it's something really small and someone buys you like a 10 cent token at a fair like you should still <laughs> always say thank you like it's, right. it's you know entitlement is definitely a red flag for yeah sure. so which has a lot of it could manifest in a lot of ways so it's like ugh, yeah. it could be in little ways or big ways for sure anyway sorry i feel like i interrupted no you no no, that's okay i even told the wrong story because i was telling the story about the potatoes and it was the <laughs> right. same guy same red flag jacket guy but yeah lack but- of gratitude yeah, lack of gratitude for sure. So anyway, the one that was kind of like the won't inconvenience themselves for you is I was flying into LAX. And I feel like if you're seeing someone, even if you're not like boyfriend and girlfriend, but you've kind of been like exclusively hanging out, I don't think it's too much to ask to ask someone to pick you up from the airport. I think that's like a, if you're dating somebody, okay, if some if you're sleeping with someone, they should fucking pick you up from the airport. I'm sorry. Like, I just don't think that that's such a big ask. Sorry for all the language and the graphics. <laughs> sorry, mom and dad. Um, passionate about this airport. It really hurt my feelings because I asked this guy, like, hey, I'm going to come into LAX. Do you think you could pick me up from the airport? I'm happy to, like, pay you in Starbucks or whatever. And he literally was like, no. Like, he, like, and it wasn't even like he was busy. It wasn't like he had something to do. He's like, I really, I just hate LAX. I get really stressed out going over there i'm sorry like i'll hang out with you after Mm -hmm. like he literally said no and i was like you you you, like you won't pick me up like like i'll literally pay you i'll give you like gas money or whatever he's like no i just i get really stressed out having to wait in the queue to like you know get all the cars like i just i sorry i just really i don't want to and Mm -hmm. i was like i'm sorry like I, i i almost started crying like i was so upset and then maybe that's just me like 
because I would do that for somebody and I was expecting yeah, I me like from other people. That but- gets tricky because I mean, yeah, that seems like a considerate thing to do. But again, like that is something where it's like, well, I would do that for you, but that doesn't necessarily mean it, it could just be the kind of thing where like maybe you like misjudged how much they were invested in the relationship. Like, Oh, I like, did. Oh, okay. I did. Yeah. So yeah. That, that's the kind of thing. And not to say that, like, I don't know, it is like, he he's not forced to say, yes, I'll pick you up from the airport. Like he can say what he wants, but I think you were expecting, you thought that you were at a certain place in the relationship where like, okay, well I would do this for you. So what do you mean you wouldn't go out of your way to do this for me? You know, well, I would much, much rather question. someone like tell me a white lie that they're busy that day, which is what people do with airport stuff all the time. Like, Oh, yeah. I'm so sorry. I have a, I have a doctor's <laughs> you appointment. You didn't even care. If you, you didn't knew. even <laughs> care enough for my feeling to make up a white lie or say like, let me look at my schedule and I'll try and then not do it. Like, the fact that he yeah, just flat just out like was social. like, no, yeah. like it just, it made me feel like he couldn't inconvenience himself for an hour of his time just to like hang right. out. Yeah. And anyway, no, that's um, so to me, that was a huge, especially because me personally, like acts of service is like a big part of my love language, like people being willing to do things for you. Mm-hmm. Um so that to me was, you know, horrible red flag. And then there's Jason opposite green flag who literally will like do anything possible to help make your life easier. Mm. Like I remember, and this is, he loves to tell this story, but our first interaction we ever had um, was at Halloween Horror Nights on our like orientation day when we were all meeting for our, our maze. Cause you guys know we met working as scare actors for Halloween Horror Nights mm-hmm. and uh we had just finished our little like dinner thing and he came up to me and Josh who were sitting together and he offered to take our trash to the trash can. I hadn't even had a conversation with this guy yet. He was just like out of the blue. This cute guy comes over and offered like, Hey, like, are you done? I'm, I'm taking my trash over. Want me to take yours too? Like, like just yeah. such a, like, like, like a so thoughtful, not needed. Like, yeah, not so needed. Nice. He didn't know me. I already mm-hmm. like, you know, but he just offered to do that because that's and that's just the kind of stuff that he does like and he'll do that for other people or like, you know, mm-hmm. if he notices that like we've done it, he'll like take other people's plates to the sink if they're done eating, not just his own. Like, you know, just one of those kind of people. And to me, that's like a consideration or like trying to help out whenever you mm-hmm. can is like a major green flag. Something to watch out for is just like people who aren't conscious of what you're sacrificing for them and that might go back to the gratitude exactly. thing you know like i think not yeah, just a lack gratitude. of gratitude yeah yeah completely it's it's kind of like the entitlement like it's all just sides of the same coin essentially because it goes back to the same issue like they feel okay. entitled to yeah. it yeah, yeah i feel like that's but it's definitely frustrating when it like comes up and then you you know sweep it under the rug and then it comes up again like oh and he won't pick me up from the airport and oh blah 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 like it's just a series of things that show that he's just not a supportive partner for what you needed so I'm glad that you're not with him anymore and not engaged. I don't even know who you're talking about, frankly, but you'll have to text me afterwards. Oh, I will. I will. Um, <laughs> here's the funny thing, Christy. It was a Starburst boy. Remember with the pink and red oh, Starburst? Oh, your soulmate. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh-huh. yeah that, went, that went great. How about you? Any other like first dates or things you've been on where you like knew immediately that this person was not like you're like oh yeah I will I mean I wanted to say one that's like kind of universal but I do have experience with it too is someone who I mean again I feel like this one's kind of obvious but good to be aware of it's just like talks about their exes a lot or like brings up or not that they talk about them a lot but like when they didn't need to be brought up like sure if you're Mm -hmm. telling a story about something you did with them and like you can't ignore I don't know but like when you can tell that they're like emotionally invested or still 
just angry about it or characterize them badly, like when they talk badly about friends or people they dated and like say that they were crazy. Here's the big thing about it though, is like when they talk about a situation with the past person that they were romantically involved with and that was like a long window way of saying that. When they talk about an ex and they make it seem like they had absolutely no blame in any situation mm-hmm. and the ex did everything wrong and they were crazy, like that kind of wording. Like I think that that's a huge red flag because that's like a I don't know how to take any sort of blame or like be self-aware or reflective on myself. Like I just want to blame it on it, – it just seems like to me that they didn't learn from a situation and like maybe they, the other person did make a lot of mistakes, but I – I just feel like the way that someone talks about that, like they don't need to share that. And if they bring it up a lot, I don't know. I feel like that's just a glaring red flag. And I did go out with a guy who did that. Yeah. And it was just like so uncomfortable for me because I was like, are you trying to get me to like ask about her? Like it it seemed like that or something. But I, I, it definitely turned out to be the situation where he was just like not really over her and like trying to prove something i don't know it was just strange but it was like clearly you're just like not ready to be with someone else because you're still hung up on this person and like talking really badly about them but like i could tell that they he was still like missing her you know what i mean like that kind of situation where you're just like i feel like i'm third wheeling this conversation about you and your ex (laughs) like yeah that's really uncomfortable and it's also it's kind of disrespectful i feel like it's a little bit disrespectful of the time he's spending with you because it makes you feel like well why aren't we taking this energy and focusing on like getting to know each other better or like you know you asking me questions about me um Mm -hmm. that reminded me when i went on a first date with a guy who seemed like a pretty nice guy but um the entire date, he was only talking about himself and he didn't ask me hardly any questions about myself. Yeah. Um, and to me, that was just like, yeah, it's kind of a, I don't know if I would call it a red flag because it doesn't mean he's like a, a bad person, but it just was like, I think you're kind of, what would you call that? Just like, yeah, self-centered or not really engaged in getting to know me. Mm-hmm. Um, Again, I feel like that. It could be a red flag, but it also could be a situation where they have no idea that they're doing it and no one's ever like could called be. them on it. Mm-hmm. And maybe if you like brought it up, they'd be like, oh, wow, I didn't even realize that I did that. And I don't want to make you feel that way. And I'm sorry. Or they could get defensive and be like, what are you talking about? I don't I'm not self-centered, blah, blah, blah. And like, I feel like how they respond to that and how someone responds to anything that you bring up to them as a potential problem is like the most telling mm-hmm. part of it. You know, like any red flag could potentially be something that's, you know, not red flags are not all insurmountable like you anything that you see once is worth a conversation and then how they handled it from there is like how you can decide to respond and if you want to move forward with them or if you want to walk away because it is a red flag that they're not gonna it's a character thing that they're just not gonna like fix you know what i mean mm-hmm. but i think that's that's a different situation too where it's like it's definitely a red flag if someone doesn't seem interested in getting to know you but it could be the situation where they're just not realizing that they're doing it mm-hmm. so but uh, yeah, on the first on of. a first date, you're not gonna bring up like no, no, like no, like sure. hey, you haven't asked me a single question about myself. Uh, what's up with that? Like no. you're just gonna be like, oh, okay, it's so yeah, common yeah. though, and it's like so frustrating too. It's like you're literally, and then at the end of the date, they're like, wow, I had such a great time. Like you're, I love getting to know you. Like you're great, and it's like you don't know anything about me. Like don't, I, they're so excited to like go out with you again. And you're like, you just want a mirror to go out with to like listen to yourself talk. <laughs> like yeah. you didn't want to get to know me at all. But right. Exactly. Yeah. Anyway, that's definitely annoying, though. And I thought I about that. my worst one. I try to block this relationship out of my mind a lot because uh, it was pretty emotionally manipulative and abusive. Uh, this guy, uh, Christy hated him, so I, she knew a long I time did. ago. Um, but uh, 
he made a comment and it was definitely indicative of like who he turned out to be. He was super controlling and like crazy and secure um, to the point where he like, you know, was obsessive about being controlling. And um, he made a comment once about I had gotten these new shorts and I was excited to wear them. So I wore them over and I made it and I was like, hey, like, do you like my new shorts? And he looked at them and kind of made a face and he was like, well, I don't think they could get any shorter. And Mm -hmm. I remember in the moment I was like, that's kind of a weird response. Like I've never like, they're not that short. Like they're just regular shorts, but it kind of made me feel like grimy and kind of like, like judged. judged. And I was like, kind of like, and then a later he made another comment about how like I, we went out to dinner and I wore this dress that was low cut because we were going out to dinner and it doesn't matter and I can wear what I want. And he was like, uh, like made a comment, like, like, do you think that dress is appropriate or something like that? And like, I remember are you my father, like, well, what? it was, I should have left right then. Like, cause that is, they're literally signs of controlling behavior. Mm-hmm. And it got to the point where like, he was just a horrible, horrible person. I don't know if I'll ever like talk about it in full details because it was just a really bad time. But anyway, those were red flags you should never ignore anything controlling where someone is trying to like, you know, be controlling or like control what you wear or control who you talk to or control who you are friends with or control how you spend your money or your time or anything like that. Um, And then conversely, green flag. um, And I remember, you know, Jason was the next person I dated after I dated this person. And so I was super hesitant because I was scared the first time I wore something that was like kind of sexy around him when we went out to a bar. And he made a comment and he was like, wow, you look so sexy in that. I love that shirt. And it was like kind of like a short, like little crop top or whatever. And I was like, oh, like, thanks. Like you don't ever like, you know, you don't get like weird if I like wear like low cut stuff or whatever. And he was like, no, like you look sexy. I love it because I'm proud to show you off. And I was like, that's such a better attitude to have than like someone who's trying to, you know, control how you appear because they're insecure. Um, so to me, that was like a big green flag versus red flag situation that, you know, looking back, I feel sad for a former self, but I wouldn't be who I am today without it. You learned a lot from that. Not to say that you should have gone through that to learn that, but it's definitely like, I feel like it's one of those things where looking back, you have so much more clarity than you do in the moment. So you can't just like blame yourself. Um, because again, like you were in that situation and just going with, you know, what was in front of you and the information you had and now you're a better person for it and now you can help other people to prevent that by giving those because I think it is helpful when you've been in that situation where it did turn out to be like broader issues but if there were things that maybe early on you didn't think twice about but now you realize we're actually like indicative of that character exactly I I mean that makes a lot of sense if you guys if any of you are going through that or have been through that and want to like talk with me you can dm me because i experienced it and it got a lot worse than that um you know so if you ever need to talk to someone about that like you can reach out to me just like a note to whoever's listening to this because uh those red flags can be indicative of something a lot more than someone not saying thank you for taking them to disneyland (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah definitely so anyway sorry to make this like dark but you know that that happens no but it's also a serious thing like red flags like we look out for them for a reason because we don't want to be in a situation where we're with someone who's like harming us or taking advantage of us or you know like we you got to be careful and like sometimes i feel like people have people are like oh you got to lighten up like why do you have so many 
you know, boundaries or, I mean, they wouldn't say it like that, but like, they'd be like, why are you so picky kind of thing? But it's like, mm -hmm. no, there's a reason that people have walls up and are hesitant because like you can be in actually dangerous situations with people or maybe not like physically dangerous, but just in emotionally manipulative situations that you could have possibly avoided if you had known what to look for. So I think it's good to be able to talk about them. And even if it is a yeah. serious, heavy topic, like so be it, you know, it's important and it sucks that you had to go through that. And I really wish you did it, but again like if you can help someone else i think that's why it's important to talk about it at least so yeah, yeah. it's uh thank you i really appreciate you saying that i uh, it's funny after i ended that relationship um i told myself you know i want to be single for a long time i want to just focus on me i want to i want to you know not live my life by anyone else's rules i want to do exactly what i want to do i want to find myself again cuz i kind of had lost a lot of my personality by the end of it just because mm -hmm. this person had made me a shell of my former self. And uh, then a month later, I met Jason. And it was like, I was not looking for a relationship. I was not trying to get back into a relationship that fast. But like, when I met him, it was just like, it was a sea of green flags. Like mm -hmm. there were so many, and it doesn't mean that we haven't, you know, had our issues and had to work through things, because naturally, that's the nature of a relationship. But I honestly think that because of how horrible that relationship was, it raised my standards so much because of mm -hmm. it, you know, and I am. Um, yeah. So it all worked out exactly how it did. And I'm glad for it. So Good. yeah. Anything enough for me over here. I'm feeling um, all shy all of a sudden and weird, but I think it's just because it's, oh, it's, it's vulnerable. Yeah. Like it's like, and I don't usually you know. get weird about sharing stuff, but that one is like, it's heavy. Yeah, and it hurts to, like, bring it up again, I'm sure. Like, you don't want to, like, relive it again and go through the things that you're trying to forget. But, yeah, yeah. definitely not an easy topic. Um, okay, let's see. Back to other red flags. I think kind of related to that, but on a smaller scale is, I mean, you kind of mentioned, like, people when they're, you know, trying to, like, tell you who to hang out with or whatever. But I think a red flag is when someone doesn't show any interest or regard for like the people in your life like they don't really yes. care to get to know your friends or your family or you know what I mean like and some and that's not always a red flag of like a bad situation but I think it just it can be just I don't know I feel like that's if someone was really into you and like really wanted to be a part of your life they would be like make an effort to try and get to know your friends or like build relationships with them or at least like be polite to them. And if they're just not showing that sort of, they just don't care, then it's, I feel like that's a red flag or, you know, if even further than that, if they're like actively trying to isolate you from your friends, like that's a huge yeah. red flag. That's like a huge, run for the huge, hills huge. red flag. But yeah, I don't know. I feel like it's definitely like, especially I feel like all of these have a converse green flag, kind of how you talked about. Mm -hmm. um but like right now the guy that I'm dating like I love bringing him around my friends because they all get along so well and he like loves hanging out with them and like is asking what they're up to and it's just like such a it's just a like really fulfilling feeling when yeah. it's someone that you really care about and they like are really excited about getting to see the people that you really care about as your friends and people that are important in your life and everything and it's just I don't know if I could be with someone who like didn't get along with my friends or my friends didn't like or anything like that. And again, that's not always a red flag, but I feel like if your friends are telling you, you know, that he's like not good for you or something, it's important to listen to them too, because they know you really well. And yeah. again, like you shouldn't just listen to them, but you should definitely 
you know, make your own decisions, but like take that into account because they're have, they have your best interest at heart and like want the best for you. Um, yeah. So I think, and also that's important too, is like just give your friends a chance to get to know this person so that they can, you know, help you out or give you some perspective if you're maybe blind to something that he's doing that isn't good or whatnot. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's definitely important about like integrating people in your life. Yeah. And I've, I've experienced both and I've experienced somebody who really only had interest in me joining their life, you know, like me, like hanging out with their friends or me like doing what they want to do and not really ever showing any interest in like hanging out at my place or like with my friends. And, and I, it does just kind of make you feel like, like an accessory. Like, yeah, an accessory. Life. Like they like having a girlfriend, but not necessarily like you, you yeah. as their girlfriend be or boyfriend or partner or whomever, because someone who really loves you for you is also going to want to be a part of your life and be a part of your interests and like, you know, all of that. Um, and uh, yeah, and also I think it is a really big green flag when your friends and family and whoever like the person you spend time with like when Mm. they like that person and tell you like oh they're so nice or they're so this or you know i love the way they do this and um you know that's just like it's also good for them to like see how you are around them that's a huge Mm -hmm. part of it too yeah and uh, it makes sense to you know see where you come from too because i think you can understand a lot about people when you meet their family you know especially their parents and stuff like that it can help you you know understand certain things good and bad about them Mm -hmm. so i think it's really important definitely okay we're gonna read some listener submissions from y'all in the the uh question boxes of our instagram stories so we asked biggest red flags in early dating i mean red flags can come up at any time but i feel like the focus here is like the things in the early days that might help you you know learn something that might pop up later on so the first one says they only show interest in you when it suits them yeah like when they want it to be on their terms or their schedule or yeah kind of like what you just said even if it's like yeah they show interest but only you being like an accessory to their life and not conversely yeah uh if the relationship puts pressure and impacts friends with less contact always with significant other etc yeah i think that talks about what we were talking about with like the you know kind of pulling you away from your other interests Mm -hmm. in life yeah can't apologize always said i'm sorry i'm said this but i was really mad Mm, yeah that's that's gaslighting ladies and gentlemen when someone tells you oh well i wouldn't have been so angry if you didn't xyz yeah like they can't take responsibility that's a huge huge probably one of the biggest when someone can't take responsibility for their actions and then makes when you bring stuff up to them they flip it on you and make it your fault run for the effing hills you guys because that was another part of that horrible relationship i was in and it mm-hmm. makes you go crazy. It literally makes you question your own reality to the point where you think you have gone insane. So, mm-hmm. yeah, not good. This one says how they respond to inconveniences or minor mishaps. I think that's, mm-hmm. that's yeah, really important. You know, how can they, you know, roll with the punches? That's something I'm working on personally. Yeah, I feel like it's hard because, you know, everyone deals with like stress or, you know, tough situations differently. But like if someone's quick to anger or like getting mad at other people or just like yelling i don't know i feel like that's that would freak me out oh if he makes subtle misogynistic comments or jokes yeah that's bad i mean anything like misogynistic racist um religious discrimination anything like that that's always a red flag yeah no absolutely not but it's hard when it's like super subtle and you're like is this a 
like do you mean this or you know i mean obviously sometimes it's not subtle but uh, yeah that's this one thinking. says best friends with their ex i do not think that i would be okay with that like i think it's okay to have male and female friends like that you hang out with in other groups and like things like that but i kind of feel that if you ha ever had a relationship or physical intimacy with someone at one point they are off the friends list like mm -hmm. that's just it, it's it's a boundary that I think is really and some people could disagree with me on this and that is okay but I think you can't have a friendship with someone who you used to have feelings for and have that be respectful to your current significant other so mm -hmm. I think that's a big red flag personally moving too fast love bombing yeah if someone's like smothering you and it, it i think the the difference with love bombing again i'm not an expert on this so like maybe look it up or seek someone who is but it's like when they like give too much closeness for the, like they don't actually know you that well yet like they're telling you that like you're the most amazing person in the world and blah 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 and it's like you don't even know me well enough yet to warrant this kind of reaction you know what i mean mm -hmm. um so when it's like they're acting as if you know each other like i think this is something i saw actually um some like therapist or something was talking about how a green flag is when people treat you like the stranger that you are you know and early on in dating when you're still getting to know someone and like you really don't know that much about them you've been on a few dates with them and they're not like acting like your best friends forever and like over promising things or, you know, mm -hmm. they're being realistic and like they give you that space of like, yeah, we, we are still strangers in a way. And like, yeah, I really like you and I'm excited about this, but they like leave enough space and don't, you know, over suffocate you. You know what I mean? I, I'm not explaining it as well as they did, but just like acknowledging that you're still getting to know each other and you don't have to like immediately mm -hmm. do everything and jump into everything because that could yeah. be a bad sign of love bombing i think that's stuff. a mature way like it's it's a maturity thing and i think it's it's mm -hmm. it's respectful as well oh um, asking you for money that's true oh yeah that's that has that ever happened me. to you no that has that ever happened to you that's ask me for money no, no but um the that reminds me of the tinder swindler did you watch that netflix no but i i know about it he's yeah. like my enemies are after me you have to wire me thirty thousand dollars <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's that's crazy um oh this one lying to their parents about you not respecting your time ding 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 100 percent. i hate this so much when someone acts like their time is more valuable than yours mm -hmm. oh my god the worst thing ever when they're like expecting you to wait around for them and like oh yeah but maybe if this works for me and they don't really consider your plans or that you have a life outside of them like it's yeah yeah definitely frustrating but again oh, that's something that yeah. could just be fixed with communication too a lot of these like could be red flags or they could just be something that you bring up and actually squash and get past and they'll be fine after you talk about it but mm -hmm. um this one says he litters. That's on the lines of like the grocery cart and the dog. Yeah, the like it, like it's super. Yeah, that would be if someone threw trash out the window of a car or something, I would literally mm. be like, pull over nope. and let me out right now. Nope. <laughs> this one, I feel like, uh, I don't know. Sketchy communication. Late at night takes hours to respond. That's also how I text. So maybe I'm biased, but I feel like that's not a red flag. I think you just need to talk to them and say, hey, when I don't hear from you in a long time, like I feel X, Y, and Z, 
you know, how can we, or, you know, just ask them why, or maybe they have like crazy work hours or something, but like, just understand why and don't immediately take it as a red flag that they're like doing something sketchy. I mean, sometimes it could be that, but I think you have to have the conversation first before yeah you have to look in other areas like you know are they really secretive about their social media are they weird about where you guys go out like because it could mean that they're like hiding stuff from you uh but i also think like christy said it could be you know just where in life they're at so Mm -hmm. yeah definitely but conversations like need to be had about that and then if you address it and then no changes happen and the person just doesn't seem interested then like you know okay yeah but I mean, I, I do see how it could be a red flag if it's like, yeah, they're hiding something or like maybe they're dating someone else and exactly. blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah, but it's it's tough to know. Okay, now we're going to move to the green flags that you all wrote in. And these are just like, oh, they make me feel good just glancing at them. I'm so excited to read through these. I'm glad we started with the red ending with the green because we can end on like a really positive note yes, here. Yes, exactly. They're communicative and tell you when they might be slow texting back. Yes, that's a big thing. Yes. When they offer like some sort of explanation, especially if it's like out of character for them, you know? Yeah. Good. When they don't follow texting rules, which I feel like is like not double texting or like mm-hmm. waiting for you to text back first. Like I I love that also because I personally don't follow texting rules either because I, you know, but I have in the past and then I makes me feel insecure. So Yeah, no, yeah. that's awesome. It's honestly a big thing because I feel like when someone isn't trying to prove or like play games, I know that that's not necessarily a red flag thing. And that's kind of just like the name of the game with dating these days, especially, which is annoying and social media and waiting to watch their story or text. But you know what I mean? It's just stupid. But I feel like it's such a green flag when people just throw those out the window and you're mutually interested in each other. And it's not like a, oh, he's like annoyingly texting me five times back to back kind of thing. But like, a they don't feel the need to like try and play a game with you. Like, I don't know. From the start, mm-hmm. th- this is why, like, I feel I've felt like so confident in my relationship, like from the beginning, because he never made me like wonder how he was feeling or if he was going to text me. He was always like, and I'm the one who sucks at texting, so like maybe I wouldn't respond for a few hours, and then he would text me something else, and it wasn't like a where have you been, but he would text something else that's like, oh, and by the way, I hope you have a good day. I remember you said you're doing this, like something else, like, and mm-hmm. not even to like make me feel bad about not texting back, but he just like wouldn't care about those things, and like, I don't know, it just. And immediately, like, after our dates and stuff, he would tell me, like, this is so great. I can't wait to see you again. Let's plan this. You know, it was just never mm-hmm. a waiting game. It was always communicative and just, like, easy. And I feel like when it, you don't follow texting rules or, like, general game playing rules like that, it just it's just easy and seamless and such a green flag, I would say. Yeah, 100%. Like, just tell people how you feel. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't have to follow any rules. And, like, I think, yeah. So I totally agree. Okay, kindness to everyone, not just to me. Yes, 100%. Yes. We talked about that a lot, definitely. Mm-hmm. This one says, support your supports your mental health journey and always helps you find a way to live happier. That's such That's, a uh, good one. Love that. Oh, the positivity. Yeah. So good. Jason does that too. He's been so supportive of me with like, you know, everything I went through with my unemployment and I was struggling with a lot of like depression and anxiety that was situationally based. Mm-hmm. And, you know, with my physical health, I've been going and he'd just been nothing but like, how can we help? How can I support? Like, you know, do you want to do therapy? Do you want to go on medication? Like, how can we like, you know, just no kind of judgment whatsoever, mm-hmm. just wanting to look for solutions, you know? Yeah, I think that's so important. I feel like it, it could be a red flag if someone's just like, oh, I don't believe in like therapy or, oh, I think that, mm-hmm. you know, people who say they have, have anxiety are actually, ex- you know what I mean? Like, I think when people... Mm-hmm like talk down about mental health issues that's a huge red flag huge red flag yeah, and so when they are supportive of your mental health journey or like on their own mental health journey like that's such a green flag for sure 
Oh, like when I was in high school and I had a crush on this guy and we were sitting together on the bus on the way back from an event. And uh, I told him that I didn't eat. Gl- I was gluten free and dairy free. And he was like, oh, I don't believe in those. <laughs> I, don't believe. I was like, you're like, you don't believe in food allergies. He's like, yeah, I think it's just in people's heads, really. And I was like, oh OK, would you like to experience my lactose intolerance? Yeah. Like, would you like to watch this happen? It's like, so funny. Are just so dumb. Anyway, um, this one says, encourage and support your hobbies, passions, and interests outside of the relationship. Yes. yes. <laughs> Both of us. Amen. Yeah. Especially a when they like freaking men. When they show an interest, you're like, ask you questions about it or like follow up with, oh, how was that thing you went to or blah, blah, blah. Like when they mm-hmm. remember things like that, I think that's a huge green flag too. And encouraging them and like, it, you know, not making you feel guilty about like not spending time with them or pursuing other things like that's such a big thing yeah and like supporting you like going out to dinner with other friends that aren't them like you know we're taking time right. to do things you know that you enjoy or whatever makes an effort to drive to see you doesn't just rely on you to drive to them again goes back to like mutual effort wants mm-hmm. to you know is willing to sacrifice just as much as you are that's like such a huge thing and maybe they see sacrifices differently. So again, it comes back to communication about like, if you feel that they're not like, how are you talking about that with them? Um, but if it's just like a consistent thing where they don't like lift a finger, but expect you to do everything for them, that's a red flag. So yeah, green flag is when they make an effort and they don't just rely on you to do all the work mm-hmm. and the heavy lifting. This one says healthy friendships. I think that is really important. Like when you see that the person like has really good established friendships that like they are maintaining like outside of your own, like what you guys do together. Like I think it's really important to have time together and time away. Like, you know, Jason has little like events that he plays D&D once a week with a group of his friends. And then he has a survivor club where they watch survivor and talk about it and a book club. And those are all things that like, I'm not even a part of. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, it's his time with his friends, but I think that time is so important just to kind of help people be more well-rounded and not so like, like you can of course love each other, but not be fully dependent on each other. Like you have relationships outside of each other that are fulfilling to mm-hmm. you. A lot of people say like ambition or having goals, which I think are great, but it's also important to realize that their goals and ambition might not look the exact same way that yours do. And like just having Mm -hmm. some sort of passion, I think passion is a huge thing. Like when people are just excited about doing something and have ambitions to like do new things and, you know, build their career or whatever in their own capacity. That's such a huge thing. So I agree. Um, emotional intelligence and vulnerability. And I think this is a journey for a lot of people that can be really hard, but I think it definitely is a green flag for me when somebody is like in a friendship or dating, when someone is able to open up and be like, yeah, I had this reaction to something because of my own insecurities or my, you know, just being able to address it in like emotionally intelligent terms, I think is, uh, it's a really green, it's a green flag because it's a go ahead. Like it, it's a, it, it bodes well for your relationship going forward if they're able to look at themselves. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is good. Respects your personal self-care, what you need to relax or escape. Yes. Like respects your independence and your personal time. Actually, that's a huge thing. I can't even re- I realize or I can't, my brain's not working, you guys. I can't even believe I haven't brought this up yet, but when they don't respect your own independence or like they see independence as a bad thing like when they Mm. when they either like don't highly have a sense of independence or like use yours as a negative thing kind of thing where they like make you feel guilty or whatever but I think someone who encourages your independence in what you were just saying about hobbies and things too or having your own friends like that's a huge thing because again they're not trying to make themselves your whole world 
And that's bottom line, a healthy relationship. Mm-hmm. Two fully formed people that can complement each other, but not be everything for each other. Exactly. Exactly. Um, there's a couple more on here, but we've talked about a lot of them. And uh, we really appreciate you guys writing in. And I hope that you guys start to, you know, with your dating adventures, that you are getting more more green flags and less red flags. And I think, honestly, that's one thing I'm so grateful about as we get older is just I feel like your vision gets better. Like you see you see things for as it is and you 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 take off the rose colored glasses and you see the sea of flags and you're able to actually, you know, find someone to spend your time with who is a really good person. Yeah. And just like knowing yourself more and like knowing yourself worth more as you get older. And so much of this, I feel like goes back to maturity, especially what we were saying a lot with the ones at the beginning, like, again, not to excuse any like selfish behavior, but I feel like it's just an immaturity thing. A lot of the time, like selfish guys who are not considerate of your needs or your time or your sacrifices, like not just guys, sorry, but all people, like, I think it is a maturity thing. And I think as we get older and just more self-aware and understanding of what we deserve and what we're not going to put up with, um, it just gets better from there. So absolutely. Definitely good to look at the arc of what you would have put up with 10 years ago and where you're at now. And hopefully it's an arc that you're proud of. And if not, you always have the chance to, you know, do better. Make a different choice. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But thank you so much for listening to this episode. This is a really fun one. I mean, not fun because it was also serious, but it was also just like interesting to hear different perspectives on it too. And just like listen to our stories. Yeah, and- it's 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 fun to look back on how far you've come. Right. Um, and it's also cool, I mean, in a way to see like all those responses that like you're not the only one who's, you know, dated a bunch of jerks. Like, you know, it's definitely, you know, it's very common. And I think, you know, it is nice to look at the arc and see how far we've come and, right. you know, that we're happy now. Yes. That's really great. All's well that ends well, hopefully. <laughs> anyway we will be around not next tuesday but the following tuesday with our bi-weekly episodes thank you so much for listening uh subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast follow us on instagram at fingers crossed pod let us know what other episodes you want to hear um what other dating or otherwise topics you'd like to hear about and we will see you in two weeks here's to green flags and having a wonderful week yes and take off your rose colored glasses yeah take off your rose colored glasses and keep your fingers crossed amen (laughs) amen okay bye guys